It's Christmas. What a special day. We want so badly for our Christmases to be memorable, special, perfect. The idea of perfection, we expect so much. It's a season of expectation and preparation. But instead of looking inward, all too often we focus our attention on the outward trappings of the season. We let social media and Pinterest convince us that our homes and meals and even the wrapping on our gifts needs to look a certain way. There are television shows titled The Great Christmas Light Fight. That, believe it or not, is in its 10th season. There are bake-offs and menu plans and endless lists of to-dos that must be followed all in the spirit of creating a wondrous Christmas for our children, our families, or perhaps for ourselves. We want everything to be extraordinary. This is, after all, a special occasion, an extraordinary occasion. It seems only fitting that we should make an extra effort to celebrate this day in an extraordinary way. The problem comes, however, when we fail, as we inevitably do, to live up to those extraordinary expectations. Children are disappointed, or overtired, or they melt down, or we burn the roast, or a gift doesn't arrive, or the stress and tension of the season give way to long, ingrained, and deeply entrenched family differences or disagreements. Maybe we're missing a loved one, or we aren't in our familiar home with all the familiar faces. Life is never perfect. Why do we put such pressure on ourselves to make this one day perfect? How can we temper our extraordinary expectations? One way to reframe our view of Christmas is to take a closer look at the family around which this holiday is centered. Mary and Joseph were anything but extraordinary, at least in the sense that we are thinking of. They weren't rich or flashy. They had no Instagram followers. They were ordinary people trying to live their lives in an ordinary way in what had become for them an extraordinary situation. From the details surrounding Mary's unexpected pregnancy to being forced to travel to Bethlehem when she was so close to giving birth, Joseph and Mary struggled to accomplish all that had been thrust at them. There was no question of a Pinterest-worthy wedding or even a comfortable nursery or a place to labor. They were just trying to get through this one day at a time and to remain faithful and obedient to God. The shepherds, too, were ordinary. They're poor, working folk, doing what they needed to do. There was nothing special or extraordinary about them, yet it is the shepherds to whom the angels delivered their message. And that message, brought first by the angels to the shepherds and then to Mary and Joseph, to these ordinary people, that message has extraordinary meaning. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. When I was studying this passage, 
the part that stood out for me was Mary's reaction to the shepherds' news. Everyone else wondered at the things told to them by the shepherds, but Mary treasures and ponders what is happening. These ideas, they're expressed using the Greek words suntereo and sumbalo, and the first implies protection and remembrance, and the second implies preserving and observing. Mary makes a deliberate effort to remember and preserve all that she sees. Now, when I had, when my twins were born, I had to make a concerted effort to remember special moments, preserving and observing. I remember in my sleep-deprived state that I literally said out loud, remember this. Anna is sitting up, remember this. Oliver is taking his first steps, don't miss this. Almost like a video camera in my mind. And even though we do have family videos to refresh our memories for all those moments that may have slipped away, it's those mental moments that I remember with the most clarity. Those are the moments I treasure. Now it's true, Mary had some advance notice of what was going on, so it might explain why she didn't have to wonder at the shepherd's news. But this treasuring and pondering, she does this again just later in the same chapter of Luke's Gospel. Remember when Jesus is 13 and he goes to the temple and acts in a rather unexpected way? Mary treasures that and ponders it in her heart. All these little moments, they need to be treasured and savored and tucked away, not buried deep, but close to the surface, readily available as a source of explanation or comfort or solace. Certainly Mary had plenty to ponder. Her life had been turned upside down. Her marriage, her future, her place in the world had shifted 180 degrees in the past nine months. And things aren't going to get easier for her anytime soon. If Jesus wasn't keeping her nights, I would imagine that her pondering was. But that isn't what she's pondering in this passage. This isn't a problem to be solved. Instead, this is a moment that she is embedding into her very being, into her heart, so that she can bring it back and replay it over and over again. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. It's a moment she never wants to forget. Mary isn't pondering in order to make a decision. She doesn't have to make a plan or a choice. God has taken care of that. She is pondering and treasuring almost as if she is keeping something safe. She is pondering a gift, the knowledge that God has given her something special and that accepting that gift requires nothing more than praise and thanksgiving. So this is an extraordinary day, but not because of anything that we have planned or purchased or arranged but because we also receive this extraordinary gift. It is a gift that doesn't have to be wrapped, a gift that flood or fire or even death cannot take away. That gift, the presence of Christ, the joy of Christ, the hope of Christ, has been given to all of us. It is a gift that can sustain and support us long after Christmas has come and gone. We've been given this gift we only need to open our hearts and accept it. On this Christmas morning, we have the opportunity to stand back and marvel 
at all God has done for us. And then, as we ponder the wonder and beauty and extraordinary presence of Christ in our lives, our task is to not allow this hope to fade into the background, but rather to ponder and treasure it in our hearts and be ever hopeful in the knowledge that Jesus came not only on that Christmas day, but he will come again every day that continues to break on that distant horizon. Merry Christmas.